Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked for Eternity podcast, where we bring you biblical truth on topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. This episode is made possible by the Ultra Global Partners. To find out more information about the Ultra Global, please go to thealtraglobal.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Here are your hosts, Jeremiah and Paul Johnson. Hey, welcome back to the session today. Thanks so much for joining us. We want to hear from you. I want to encourage you to comment. You know, Paul, so many people send in great questions that helps us to know what to pray about, where to go. And so if you're watching today on the YouTube channel, maybe you're just listening. We want to hear from you. You can email us, get back to us anytime that you can. Paul, on today's episode, I want to talk about the tension that exists among fivefold ministry. You know, one of the ways that I began to understand the fivefold ministry, because again, we're trying to help people realize there are five ministries, not one. Yeah. Most people, they know pastor so-and-so, but we're, we don't know about apostle this or prophet that. So we're, we're on a journey in this season one, trying to kind of unpack and unveil these five ministries that God has given the church. But when I started learning, I started looking at, you know, secular terms like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I started counseling people and reading marriage resources that taught men see through blue glasses and women see through uh, pink. And so we're trying to understand one another, humans. Mm -hmm. This is the way someone talks and the way they think and they feel and when you, you know, you begin to understand fivefold ministry apostles because of the grace that's on their life. We read the passage, Ephesians 4, according to the grace that's been given to them. That's even a phrase Paul uses all the time in the epistles and they're in Romans, according to the grace given to me, I say to you, it's almost like he's saying, I'm going to talk to you as an apostle. But when you get these individuals in a room, an apostle in a room, a prophet in a room, a pastor, and you ask them a question like, what is God saying to the church? All of them are going to respond according to the grace. And Paul, what I've even realized, and I think this is important, every fivefold minister also has their own favorite set of scriptures. You know, like every evangelist that I know If you ask them, what is God saying to the church? They're going to say, God's done with buildings. We we are church without walls. In other words, because of the evangelistic burden that they carry for the poor, the lost, and the broken, they want to be outside of the four walls of a church. So when you get them in a room and you're like, hey, brother, so-and-so, sister, so-and-so, what's the Lord saying? They're going to immediately start talking out of that lens, out of how they see the kingdom because of the grace. But let's say you brought in a fivefold teacher and you ask the teacher, what's God saying? They're not going to respond in any way like the evangelist who has a burden for souls. The teacher is going to say, we need more discipleship. We need more classes. We need more depth in the word of God. And here's the thing, if we don't honor and we don't accept five ministries that have a five separate graces on their life, we're going to start fighting. 
And so as a teacher and evangelist, they, to me, this is like half of social media. This is people sharing out of their burden for souls and then another guy's burden for the word of God. And then we just start fighting back and forth. And so, Paul, I really believe we need language. We need revelation. We need understanding of each of these ministries. And then we need to grant one another grace and wisdom and time so that we can start. I think we need think tanks. I, I think we need gatherings of fivefold ministry leaders. And like, let's start a dance. Let's start a conversation like, let's start learning one another. And like, that's okay. The church is not a cult. This is not a gang. You know, it's almost as like, if you want to come to this church, everybody has to act like, look like, and talk the same. Well, if you're going to be a son and daughter of mine, you have to dress this way. You have to say it this way. And I'm like, again, we're totally cutting off the life of God and his church by not making room for one another and also not realizing, Paul, you and I can disagree and still be brothers. Yeah, You and I don't have to be on the same page 100% and we can still minister together. Right. Would you talk to us about some of your feelings on this? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've never really disagreed. But I think it's important that honor and love um, binds us together, holds us together through these conversations. You know, I was thinking just while you were talking about, let's say in a local church, you have someone who is struggling. Yeah. They're having a hard time. Well, depending on the grace of God, your filter, your lens, as you were saying, you, you're going to want to, uh, walk alongside that person or minister to that person in a different way. You know, I think the, these distinctions are helpful because they, they help us to see, oh, hey, th that is true, that's Jesus, and we need it all. So really the heart is to be inclusive towards one another. So there's a phrase that the Lord uh, gave me <clears throat> some years ago that really uh, uh, blessed me, that, that helped me to kind of hold on. And, and the phrase is this, the truth is in the tension. Yeah. The truth is in the tension in so many things in life. You know, I think that we fall into ditches and extremes because the devil loves to play the either or game. Right. He loves to say it's either this or that when it's a both and. Let's take I'm going to I'm going to go here. Sorry. Okay. Let's take the house of prayer, for example. Yeah. Is it a house of prayer? Is it a local church? Well, Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. So we want a church that's a praying church. Yeah. Why, why are these things separate? Why are we seeing the division of apostles and prophets and gathering? And we're not going to do the local church and forget elders and deacons and shepherds and the hurting and the poor. And it's like, why are all these things being divorced and being separated when the truth is in the tension? Yep. And if we would love one another and we would choose to honor Jesus, who wants us in relationship with each other, if we would choose that, then we would have a multifaceted expression of the ministry of Christ. But instead, we divide, we separate. And honestly, that's what denominationalism taught us, yeah. was if you disagree with my doctrine, we can't relate. Yeah. If you dis And it's like we, we gather around doctrine and on being right and being correct rather than on love and worship and honor and the worthiness of Jesus, which creates a family. And in a family, you have disagreement. You have 
uh, people seeing things differently, but at the end of the day, you're still family, you're in covenant with one another. So tension isn't bad, but you have to work through the tension. You also can't blame your relational dysfunction and call it just ministry tension. We have to work through things and get healthy and honor one another. Yeah, you know, Paul, from my travels and just my understanding of all the different places I've been, I mean, I personally see a lot of this tension worked out where you have some groups that are heavy apostolic prophetic. So there's a lot of focus on spiritual warfare and deliverance ministry and catching the song of the Lord. And we're here for the city and the region. And there's lots of revival. It's heavy, apostolic, prophetic. We have training. We're into missions. But there's no pastoring. There's Sometimes there's a lack of depth in the Word of God because there's no teachers or there's no evangelists around. And so in those places, it's like there's there's a depth of spirituality, but then there's a lack of shepherding. There's a lack of... Uh, healthy marriages and families. So you have a challenge there. And then here's the other side. You have a lot of local churches who are very pastoral, yeah. very teaching, very nurturing, yeah. programs for the family. I mean, Bible study. There, There's a lot of health there, yeah. but there's no spiritual warfare. There's no deliverance ministry. There's no prophecy. There's no contending with yeah. the burden of the Lord for a region. Yeah. And so again, you feel the tension. It's like apostles and prophets over here, pastors and teachers over there. And then there's these traveling men and women, they're missionary evangelists. And, you know, we'll pipe them in once a year and send them a missions offering. But I think most people watching it can relate to that. Most people are a part of one or the other. And what we're saying is, is there a way to come together as five ministries and as people of God and begin to relate together and build the house of God and make room for them? I believe that that's possible. That's what we're building here at the Ark Fellowship in Kannapolis, North Carolina, I know that's what you're building at our father's house. I mean, I even feel like, Paul, we're we're in a generation, we're in a time frame, a period, a new era in the earth yes. where what we're talking about, there's a generation hungry to build team. There's a generation hungry to do both and rather than either or. But I really believe that it's we're going to have to have conversations like this. So Paul, can you talk to us? I know that the Lord's given you language for apostles are this and prophets are that. Can you help maybe throw out some language to further explain to people maybe some of the tension of these ministries? Yeah, in, in talking about the lens, so if you look at Ephesians 4.11, he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. And then verse 12 says, for the equipping of the saints for the work of of service to the building up of the body of Christ, okay? So the five ministries build up the body, but how do they build up the body? They're going to build up the body differently okay. according to the grace on their lives. So I like to take a little liberty with the word up and building up. Okay. And if you understand that each of the five ministries are word ministries, and what that means is that they carry the word, Jesus, within them by grace, and they transmit a word to the church. Okay. They bring that word, right? Well, what is that word? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the word building up 
and I'm going to tell you that this is kind of the filter. This is how the tension starts in the room, right? Okay. So apostles are going to tell you to grow up. Yeah. Apostles carry a burden for maturity, right? That's how they build up the body. Grow up. Paul writes about maturity, even in the passage here, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. It's so that we would no longer be children, so that we would grow up into the fullness of him. So apostles are going to tell you That's to grow up. That's that apostolic burden to present every man perfect, mature, lacking nothing. Yes. Yep. Colossians 1. So yep. apostles are going to tell you to grow up. Prophets are going to tell you to wake up. Yeah. You need to wake up right now. You need to snap out of it. You are sleeping on God, sleeping on your family, sleeping on your call. You need to open your eyes. You need to get in the game. You need to get involved. They're, they're going to tell you to wake up. There's there's an alarming thing. So apostles tell you to grow up. Prophets tell you to wake up. Evangelists are going to tell you to giddy up. Yeah. You need to go. There are souls. There are people out there that are dying. Your family's going to go to hell if you don't share Christ with them. What about all the people that you pass in the gas station or in the, the grocery store? And the, the giddy up. It's time to go. You got to share the gospel. You're keeping the, the light of the world. We don't hide it under a basket. We put it high on the stand for people to see that they're going to tell you to giddy up. Yep. But then you have shepherds who are going to tell you to heal up. Yeah. You need to heal. You need healing. Your life is a wreck. Your emotional world is unhealthy. You have a fear of abandonment, a fear of rejection, a fear of commitment. You have a fear of all these things and, and, and it's affecting your relationship with God and others. And so you need healing. You need to process your childhood. You need to work through the abuse and the abandonment and the things that are afflicting you so that you don't repeat the cycle for your kids, right? You need yeah. to heal up. And then teachers, teachers are going to tell you to study up. Yeah. You need to study. You need to know the word. You're going to err in your life. You're going to get deceived. You're going to deceive yourself because you don't know the word. You need to know the word of God. You need to hide the word of God in your heart so that you might not sin against the Lord. You need to be rooted and grounded and established in God's word. Teachers are going to say, if I can't find it in the Bible, I don't believe it. I don't care about it. I need scripture for that. And so if you think about those ministries, if you think about grow up, wake up, giddy up, heal up, study up. There's a tension there. Oh, what yeah. should we be doing? I mean, consider if you're going to start a church right here. Here's kind of my joke. Okay. Yeah. If, if an evangelist is, is going to start a church, he's going to start an outreach ministry. Yeah. If a shepherd's going to start a church, he's going to start a home group, a life group, a teacher's going to, going to start a church through a Bible study. You know, prophets are probably going to start a church through a prophetic activation, hearing God, presence. Apostles, hopefully they're planting a church. They're first in the building order where they're going to go. They're going to serve. They're going to exalt Christ. And then they're going to bring in the other ministries, which is why they're first. They're supposed to make room and equip others. But if you just think about the different ways they build up the body and the tension that's presence present there. This is why we have to see the need. We also have to have the humility to say, I don't have it all. Yep. I don't know it all. I don't understand it all. I can't bring it all to bear. And so perhaps you're a shepherd with a burden for healing and everything I said there is valid and good. We yep. need all those things. But it's that, hey, there's more to the gospel than inner healing. Yep. There's more to the gospel than winning souls. Yep. There's more to the gospel than prophecy. There's more to the gospel than studying the word. You actually have to demonstrate it and, and make a difference and change the culture around you. So Yeah, and all of this is found in Christ. I mean, I just want to point us back one more time. Like, it's amazing to me 
the tension that you can feel, you know, in, in a room when people have a burden, they have their scriptures, they're underneath the grace of the Lord. But Jesus, the fullness of ministry, carried this tension down inside of himself. And so he was the apostle, he was the prophet, but he's dispersed himself in his body so that we could rightly represent him. And so I'm just praying, Paul, even today, as we're giving language to this, I guess my heart is I pray that light bulbs are going off to people that are watching like, oh, man. And again, for some people, it's like I've been calling this guy a pastor and he's actually an evangelist. <laughs> like I've been calling this person an evangelist and they're actually an apostle. I mean, sometimes even what I think helps giving the language here is it helps people to repent like because we have put false expectation and we've become disappointed i mean here's the thing it's like you said some guy plants a church and he's really an evangelist and starts an outreach center and so because he called it a church you have people that came and they got hurt because he never cared for their souls and what you need, like, yeah, he wasn't a pastor. You know, he's going to visit you in the hospital because he wanted to be in a prison preaching Christ. Right. And so, to, exactly. And so, some people were, were upset, we're angry, we're mad, we're bitter towards certain church leaders. And, and like, the, the, and the truth is, they were never going to be able to meet your needs. And again, what we're saying is, is, the error there is we don't want to build team, unfortunately, and we really need to build team and we really need to have people available to help meet the needs of people. But on the other end, some of our expectations, Paul, in the church and the way that we've built in the Western world and even across the world, it's like we're reaping what we've sowed. Yeah, I think one of the hardest parts of, of ministry is people's expectations yeah. and how unrealistic they are. And so many of the expectations are unrealistic because the paradigm is broken. Yeah. Because like you're saying, you're wanting, you're wanting uh, this great woman of God to be something that she's not because that's not the grace yeah. that God has given her. You're, you, you're misunderstanding her mission and her ministry because you don't rightly understand the graces. So I, I want to say just in, in, in kind of winding down here on this episode is when, when I was talking about grow up, heal up, study up, giddy up and wake up, you know, if you look at the, those expressions or the, those uh, words that are transmitted to the church, you can see just from that why we have kicked out apostles and prophets from the church. Yeah. What? Because who wants to be, you don't want to be told to grow up. Hey, you need to grow up. You're a child. You're acting like a boy and it's time to be a man and put away childish things and be strong and courageous and bold and loving. You're making your wife miserable because you're a boy. You're playing video games till 4 a.m. You need to get a job. You need to provide. You need all of that is, hey, we don't like to hear that. You don't want to be told to wake up. It's rude. Your alarm has a rude nature to it. And people are like, oh my gosh, I'm sleeping. You know, we've had people, we've had a prophetic ministry come in and just, I mean, like sound the alarm and people chafe and struggle. Well, we like to be told you, you need healing. You, you, you need help. You need to sit down and settle. You need to study your Bibles. Like that's a little easier. To, yeah. It's a little more palatable. It has less of an edge to it. So you can see 
just in that, I mean, I think evangelists, some people are giddy up, but they don't mind being told their souls and whatever. But just from that alone, you can see how the word, the burden that they're carrying is unique to the grace that God has given them. And some of them, I think, are easier to receive than others. But we need all five. We need the full expression and we need to hold them in tension where we're, we're making room for uh, all of the ministries and their lenses and their grace so that the body can be healthy so that we can grow into the fullness of what Christ paid for with his blood on the cross. Yeah, so good. Well, let's move into a time of prayer. I mean, I, I, I might be getting too prophetic here, but man, Paul, I feel like the Lord wants to bring comfort to people watching today who have been disillusioned, who have been disappointed. I'm telling you, I feel by the Spirit of God, people are like, oh my gosh, this is it. I've been going to church 10, 20, 40 years, and I can't figure out why I'm disappointed, why I haven't really been getting what I what I thought I would get, because there's been a lack of fivefold ministry in the house of God pointing people to Christ. And then the second part of it is, I feel like there needs to be repentance. Like we need to repent for placing false expectations and burdens on men and women that we know. And maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a letter. I mean, I'm literally picturing somebody watching, picking up the phone and saying, I'm watching some random thing on the internet, Mark for Eternity on Fivefold Ministry. And these two brothers that look like twins are like laying this thing out there. And I'm like, man, I'm so sorry. You know, they're talking to... I've put you in a box for years and like my eyes have been open. I'm sorry. So if that's you, that this is a word of knowledge for you. There are people watching today. Light bulbs are going off. You know, eyes are being open to the truth of we've got to embrace the tension. We've got to learn how to work together. Paul, I even see multiple churches working together. The Lord. I see some churches being strong in apostolic prophetic ministry and other churches being strong in pastoral teaching. Let's let's stretch our arms out in cities and learn how to work together. This is not my church and my empire versus your church and empire. This is about Jesus, and this is about bringing him glory for what he paid for. So, Father, today, Lord, bless your people Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would bring comfort, that you would bring healing, that you would awaken us to the truth of what you're doing in the earth. And God, I just pray for a special unity, bonds of peace, Lord. I pray for something supernatural to begin to get down inside of your church, bring reformation, bring restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. Praying for us, Pastor Jeremiah. Not. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the March for Eternity podcast as we seek to bring biblical truth to this generation regarding topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. We want to give a special thank you to our ultra global partners who make it possible for us to release fresh content such as this in order to train and equip the body of Christ around the world. If you were blessed by this episode, make sure to go to thealtraglobal.com forward slash podcast to listen to current and past episodes. God bless and thank you for listening.